When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hooligans and hoovians, and welcome to the Who A Podcast on Post Show Recaps. I am your host, Kevin Mateo, and I'm here to have a good time with my co-hosts, Adam and Melissa. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're going to head off to the planet of the Ood. It's going to be great. We're going to get a nice little tour. It's going to be fun. It's going to be not depressing at all. Yeah, no one's going to, like, have any meltdown. Oh, my Oh my God. Oh, my God. Melissa's eyes just turned red. Her eyes just turned red. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all of us, Melissa's the one to watch out for, for sure. Yeah, agree. Hard agree, Kevin. (laughs) The one most likely to turn into a rabid raging monster. Yep. It tracks. I mean, to be fair, your D&D character, character does turn into, like, a wolf. So, uh, you know, not a necessarily rabid, raging one, but... Yeah. Wow. It's uh, deeply offensive, Kevin. And- <laughs> this is true. As a Jacob stan, I uh, I shouldn't make such comments. <laughs> Just, I don't know where we bring up Jacob. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Truly, we're talking about werewolves. Truly, Kevin, is right this is there. the planet of the Ood. Okay, <laughs> my God. I mean, the D and D comparison. No place here. Oh, yeah, like this is these are mind flayers with an elder brain, except you know. Except they're good. Know. They're good, yeah. kind of. You know. Yeah, we can't I know. keep making that joke. We, I, no, like yeah. I say that to myself. I just, like <laughs> yeah. we slash I can't. We just can't do it. Yeah, Everyone's but yeah, I was seeing everybody who Adam has traumatized with mind flares and D&D responding to this episode. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weirdly, uh, all of those comments uh, did not make the feedback that I have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's so weird how that <laughs> happened. Uh, I loved it. It's like, a, you know, uh, obviously, like the mind, mind flare of it all, the elder brain of it all is very, very fun. Um, but gosh, they're like good. They're not like just evil creatures with, you know, weird meat spaghetti on their mouths and, uh, you know, the mind flare of it all. They're, they're, they're good. And I, I really like that. So I, I really like this episode. I don't know. I'm like seeing some mixed reviews out here. I don't know how you both <laughs> think, but I really like this episode. I think it's a very fun one. All right. Well, Adam, getting into it, um, for those joining us, we are talking about Plan of the Ood, which is season four, episode three of Doctor Who. Um, this is the, uh, of course, rebooted series. We've been covering the episodes that we've been going here on Post Show Recaps, talking about them one by one. Um, and here we are, dude, a, a returning group of characters from a previous episode in the, the Satan Pit which is one that we did cover on our patron feed, I believe. I think there was a lot of discussion about this. Or did we yep. skip that? It's hard to remember at this point. But uh, I believe we, we covered this one and we I'm had a whole sure discussion about it. We yeah. definitely talked about it for a while because there was some disagreement about this episode, I think. Um, but now they're back. They're here. They have their own specific episode 
as the doctor and Donna go to the planet of the Ood. Um, and Adam already showing your hand here on enjoying this episode. I will say I also liked it. Is it my favorite favorite? No, but there's a lot of themes in here that I will say I, I respond strongly to, um, which we'll definitely get into as, as we talk about it. But uh, before I even say any of that, Melissa, what about you? Where are you on, as you're eating a bowl of noodles, is really just going in for the oud right here. Uh, where are you uh, on uh, this episode? I, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the thing that people don't often see is that uh, I'm frequently eating while recording these podcasts because it is the break in my day in which I get a chance. Um, but because this is... Uh, who a just to shout out i do have i am eating katie uh or craft dinner um it's mac and cheese i've just um, never heard it abbreviated to kd yeah i've heard, I've heard you all say craft dinner before and that it's still throws me very large oh KD my god oh my god like i am not saying this to be weird it's kd in very large letters on the it's, box that i'm showing to kevin and adam right listeners now. right now yeah and it says kd on it that's wild i also, I've never seen that. I mean, also, there's like Canadian. red red sauce all over that. Like, are, is that? I put ketchup oh, on my craft dinner. Oh no! No! <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's tough. Uh, okay, that's well. all right. That's all right. Okay, we move okay. on. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. What? This is not some <laughs> wild thing that I'm doing. This is a the it's... strength of the reactions. Yeah, I mean, it's a choice, but let's not wrong focus one, on that. But choice let's okay. focus on <laughs> i put this it was noodles uh that then i i dumped a package of like fluorescent orange powder yeah, on powder cheese yeah and so you worry that the the ketchup is gonna what take away from the flavor of the fluorescent orange Yes. I like that you're like doxing your own meal that you have yeah, in your hand because right i'm eating like a college student uh-huh. Because, you know, I was one for a very long time. <laughs> True. Um, it and, wasn't uh, this, you know. it was ramen. Yeah. Oh, to be I, fair, I, I was out of town it. until I got home past midnight last night. I have not gone grocery shopping since I got back. It was in. It was the thing in my home that I could make in the half hour break that I had between podcast recordings today. Just to like, you know, fully lay out the situation here. But yes, I'm putting ketchup on my KD. I don't think that's too wild. Well, we'll find out when feedback comes in on this. Forget the feedback for yeah. next week's episode. We want to yeah, know Anyway, I about thought the episode thoughts. was good. It, it was fun to watch. I liked the return <laughs> of the Ood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I there's a lot about this episode I think uh, I enjoyed. Um, what's really fascinating about this episode to me is that I think when the Ood were introduced, there was definitely some commentary, I think even from our listeners and some of the feedback, about the idea of just like wait are these are these aliens just essentially like servants and slaves and are we not going to talk about that are we just going to skip over all this um which they kind of do in in the previous episode and so it feels like unlike some people authors and writers who get feedback about a race of people who kind of feel like they're enslaved and maybe you should you know change that or delve a little bit deeper into that story double down on it and just you know 
emphasize that like no no no, they like being servants they don't want to be free they continue wanting to work in kitchens and serving their owners of course i'm talking about jk rowling and house elves like oh straight i had up, no idea i was trying yeah, so hard it, to I, catch up I, I did i was just confused why we were waiting to say like the situation i, know, I, I was like, waiting we're... to get get to it but very much so like the house elves criticize very you know of, of being oddly representative just like no these slaves are happy and Hermione, who was trying to push against it, being like, oh, that's silly, Hermione. Um, and that's, like, where that ended. When people criticized it, instead of doing anything, apparently this was doubled down upon. Uh, especially, like, the new game, which I definitely did not play. Uh, and won't. Um, instead, Doctor Who, it feels like they got the criticism. They heard what people said. And they wrote an episode to really explore that. And the way they explored it, I really liked. There was a lot in here that I think is also good to have... <laughs> British television show be real self-aware about the stuff they did. Uh so yeah, I enjoyed Donna's that. like incredulous. I don't know how to say that word. In incredulous incredulity. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we got incredulity. You. I yeah, got you. Yeah. Donna was incredulous. Um, in a way that I thought was like very problematic, actually. I wanted yeah. to be like, no, ma'am, like step back, listen. But whatever, like we'll get to it. Um but I thought that it was, there was sort of this weird, like, the doctor being like, oh, I didn't, like, think about that last time. I feel like this was definitely a plot point in the Satan Pit. They were talking about, like, oh, this seems wrong. They, like, Rose especially was questioning it. So I thought it was weird that they were acting like, yeah, last time we just kind of accepted this as fact and moved on. Like, I, I thought that it was sort of a point of, and but maybe it was just because we talked about it so much that it was less in the episode itself, but I felt like Rose at least was like, I don't know, that seems weird that this entire race of people would just be down with that, so. They are, though. Look at them. They love it. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, it, yeah, I think uh, I think that's like, a, I think that's the right take most. I think that we talked about it much more than it was actually talked about or even like, you know, focused on in in the previous episodes that the that the were there for, which admittedly, uh, you know, I was not the biggest fan of those episodes. I know that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, both of you two are a little bit higher, but you know, I'm glad to see the Ood back. I do agree that like there's more commentary on this. Uh, not not great stuff from Donna this episode. Outside of you know, uh, you know, the, uh, some good stuff at the end, but I I agree that there was quite a bit of this where I was like. Ooh, Donna, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was maybe not amazing, but also like the doc, you know, not everyone in this episode has great takes or great thoughts about the situation that's actually happening. As much as I do think this is a, um, a, a fun story that resolves in a way that I really enjoy. And so, you know, I don't know that I'm like super high on any of the characters this episode specifically, but I do think that like, this is really good. Doctor Who. Are yeah. we going to see the Ood again? Do you think well, we're going to see the Ood again? You'll, yeah, you'll have so, to wait till the continuity section, Melissa. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I'm trying. Uh, because, like, the section at the end where they were all like, our children will speak about the Dr. Donna, whatever. I was like, oh, that seems like that could be fodder for future episodes I'm down the line. I'm or sure none but. of that has any prevalence or relevance to the rest of this season or anything like that. I mean, who knows? Who knows if, okay. if it does? Okay, you don't have to be weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be it'll be in the continuity section. At some point, I'm just going to yeah. binge the rest of the season so that y'all can stop doing no! this to me. <laughs> I don't think you will, though. I think that we're, I feel pretty safe that you're not going to do that. 
What are are you gonna are you is this the tattoo discussion of this week? Just oh, don't even going don't even do? start this again, Kevin. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was so tempted to book a tattoo appointment after last episode. <laughs> I because I've had an idea forever that I wanted to do, and it's just been one of those things where I just like haven't wanted to like financially commit to that where it's mm. like oh, there's like other things to spend my money on but i was i was True. so tempted after last episode can i like, just say mm, this to prove kevin wrong kevin is the least likely out of the three of us to get a tattoo oh 100 for sure okay yeah just, i just want to make sure that that is put out there cle- clearly because there there was some slander happening uh last episode and i don't all know all three of us equally do not have tattoos <laughs> i feel like that's a, that's a statement of fact yeah equally is the word i might uh <laughs> i don't know yeah. i i could equally not have less tattoos <laughs> <laughs> i don't know something feels all off right. about that word in this context yeah, I mean, I have like followed multiple Vancouver tattoo artists on Instagram trying to be like, hmm, who has like a style I like? So like, I don't know if like equally not is is quite the accurate representation there. What's our line here? So you follow people on Instagram that have had tattoos. I've dated people that have had tattoos. Like what no, are no, we? No, no, no. I'm the... following tattoo artists, not people who have tattoos. I'm fo- specifically trying to find a style of that artist, not just TikTok. like following <laughs> tattooed people on Instagram. But are you on tattoo TikTok? Is 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 the question? Not no. I assume that is a thing because everything talk. is on TikTok. My my TikTok is very um like animal rehab queer D combo the animal rehab there really yeah all i'm seeing on tiktok right now is the guy from the lorax for that ending song shake his butt around all the time <laughs> and that will only hit for like maybe taylor <laughs> that's my guess here is that like where we one per you ever seen the lorax you know like the let yeah. it grow let it grow at the no. ending song there's a guy at the end who just is absolutely shaking his butt like crazy and people have been like remaking that on. it's really funny i'll send you some of it. you'll instantly get on it but it's... we have anyway all very different tiktok feeds <laughs> which i suppose is how the algorithm works but before we continue to completely go off the rails here we're gonna go into a quick break and when we return we're going to delve into the episode and we're going to talk about the planet of dude so stay tuned hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Until now, when we return here to talk about the episode Planet of the Ood here on Who A. Melissa, let's get down into it. Okay, so spotlights all shine down on the Ood. They say the Ood, they came from a distant world. They voyaged across the stars all with one purpose, to serve. Uh, a man likes this commercial it says buy one now uh they're gonna then planning on put putting them on sale because sales are down uh the man asks for the military data from an ood who's standing there with him the ood brings back the domestic file not the military one its eyes have gone red it says the file is irrelevant ir- irrelevant irrelevant and electrifies the man with the glowing translator orb and says have a nice day 
uh, oh no, the Ood killed the capitalist that saw its species as commodities. Oh no, yeah. oh, bad. <laughs> I love that the idea of this episode too is just like, oh, the Ood have gone bad when literally the opening of this episode is also equally just like, hey, they're slaves. <laughs> like, if you're looking at this, they are, but they, are, they want to serve. It's just so funny to be like, wait, who are we rooting for at the very beginning of this episode? Oh, I think everyone is instantly on Team yeah. Ood. Yeah. Is that is that the best name for uh, Team Ood? Team Ood. Yeah. Um, uh, can we be like the Oodies? The Oodies. The Oodies. Oo- it's like the Oddities, but Oods. Uh huh. Oodets. Yeah. Crudites. Ooderinos. Ooderinos okay. is pretty good. Uh, okay. Okay. There it is. Done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So the doctor and Donna are in the TARDIS. They've set the controls to random. It's the mystery tour. Donna is terrified to go to an alien planet. The doctor says he still feels what Donna is after all this time. She opens the door and it's snowing. The doctor says, Donna Noble, citizen of the Earth, standing on a different planet. How about that? But meanwhile, Donna has disappeared back into the TARDIS to grab her very furry coat because it is cold. Right call. Like... You don't want to be out there when it's snowing wearing just, I believe, a short, like a short sleeve blue top. Like not, not it did not look very um, uh, insulated. Yeah. I mean, if it is actually snowing, it is probably, uh, you know, a bit warmer than it might have been if it was not snowing. So it's probably fine. But the coat, the coat was maybe overkill is what I'm saying. But it was, it was a good call. You should wear weather appropriate gear. Yes. You're not like a winter coat person. I mean, I am. I like obviously have winter coats for all things, but like the big furry like hood thing is maybe a bit. Um, you know, what she needed was a toque, actually. Yeah, I was gonna Mm. say you. The Canadian has very different. (laughs) I think adjust like adjustable adjusting to cold than we do. (laughs) That's for sure. Oh yeah, it hit. Uh, I think it hit twenty degrees today, and like. My heat is turned off completely. It is like too warm in my apartment now. One second. <laughs> yep, I was about Let to say. Let me just. <laughs> How many times are we going to do this on this podcast? Uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Are you okay, saying that's okay. hot or cold? I'm saying that's too hot. Yeah, okay, I'm down. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, it's, I don't 60... know if people say it's too hot, but I, you know, I keep my apartment at like 64, 65, so. Yeah, I, I appreciate mid-60s. I don't know about in my apartment, but like outside, I think that's good weather. I can yeah. still wear a sweater if I want or yeah. like a polo with a nice spring jacket. Yeah. Yeah, if I need to be wearing layers at all times, uh, if I cannot layer, then it is too hot. <laughs> that's kind of the stance. Hmm. Uh yeah. Okay, so she comes out in the big furry jacket. A rocket ship goes by overhead. Donna calls it a Ferrari compared to the doctor's box, which was very It's not wrong. (laughs) Um, A businessman has arrived. He's asking about how many are dead. It turns out they've had three deaths attributed to heart attacks. But now they have the video of the Ood using the translator ball. They assume it is the red eyes, some sort of infection, but they can't find the cause. Uh, This man takes his hair tonic and says that he's losing his hair due to stress. I feel that. I won't go deeper there, but <laughs> I get that. I'll take a tonic if, if you tell me that it might help. Yeah. Uh, the doctor and Donna find an ood in the snow. The doctor tries to listen to its heart, but doesn't know where it is or if it even has one. Donna asks the ood's name and introduces herself and the doctor. 
The doctor realizes the Ood has been shot, and the Ood says the circle must be broken, its eyes flare red, and then it dies. The doctor says the song was the Ood's mind calling out that he could hear. I oh, really like the songs. Game. Yeah, the song is interesting, right? Like that's mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of I think where this episode gets really interesting because it's part of the Ood that we like really didn't see the last time that they were here. Right. In contrast to some of the red eye stuff, I think that we did see that before when the Ood had the connect. What was it like the Satan pit? That was such a was such a bad episode. Like the Satan pit like <laughs> had control of them. Right. And like that was the part where we got the red eyes of the Ood. Yes. And now we are getting this for a much different context when their eyes are going red and they're, you know, trying to trying to share this song. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for this kind of thing. Right. When like the culture and backstory of this creature is like, let's sing for you like you're gonna get me every time right like without question um but i think that like the way that that was portrayed was really cool especially right up front introducing a new piece of information for a group that we had already experienced previously and came in with sort of these set expectations for like okay here we go we're gonna talk about you know the the slaves of it all we're gonna talk about the red eyes they're probably gonna you know have the same voices whatever but also here's this new thing to kind of grip us in as well. To me, I think that that is like really good, effective writing right at the top of the episode. I, you know, compared to some of the bad stuff later, I just wanted to call that out as a good thing right at the top. Yeah, yeah. The idea of the music is really great. I also want to call out just Donna in this scene. I don't think it's like a good look for her, but I understood and appreciated like what they were trying to do. Whereas this Ood's dying and she's introducing herself, she picks up the ball and like holds it up so she can like talk to it. And the doctor's basically like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> which I thought was very funny, but for someone who doesn't know the culture or like the, you know, like how to communicate with this alien, you could see like how that happened. And, like, yes, it's a mishap, but, like, she was trying to... It's just really interesting, because I think a lot of what Donna does in this episode does play into, like, a little bit of ignorance, but, like, the attempt to learn and, like, I think the lesson that has to come out at the end for that, which is, I can appreciate, um, mm-hmm. except for one part, which I know is, like, her journey, but goddamn that line. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, the doctor explains that there was this force that was taking over the Ood the last time he met them, a stronger mind... Donna asks what it was, and when the doctor tells her it was the devil, she thinks he's pulling her leg. Uh, the doctor says it's time, it's something closer to home, and they uh, this time it's something closer to home, and then they find this, like, settlement building. Uh, we meet Solana, who's the head of marketing. She introduces a group of people as the buyers to the Ood sphere, uh, including the doctor and Donna, who once again uh, insist that they're not married and make that a whole thing. Uh the alarm goes off, guards chase an Ood, while Solana explains to the buyers that the Ood are happy to serve and are their trusted friends. They keep the Ood healthy, safe, and educated. They don't just breed the Ood, they make them better. Because at heart, what is Ood but a reflection of us? If your Ood is happy, then you'll be happy too. The guards corner an Ood and it yells at them with red eyes. The guard says it's more than the red eyes, that this Ood is rabid. I did not expect to say the the word Ood that much. So It's, it's a very <laughs> weird word to say that many times in a short stretch of time. It's going to happen a lot. Uh, I will say, like, that entire sequence uh, of, like, oh, yeah, we keep them healthy, safe, and educated, and we make them better. Like, that is just straight up some real colonial shit right there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. literally, I was like, oh, yeah, you're saying the thing, which is also doubly disappointing for me. I mean, there's a lot that comes with this character, this marketing exec, the head of marketing, that really affects me, one, as a person that's in marketing, two, 
as also a brown person. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, girl, you're brown. This happened to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and three, like, literally, this is part of the history. But, like, I I hate to say, like, these people, uh, you know, they exist, which is unfortunate. Um, And I've seen it and experienced it. But, like, come on, girl. <laughs> Uh, the man asked the Ood if his hair is growing back. Solana explains they introduced a uh, variety with the translator ball. There's the standard option. Or, and this was, I hated this so much. Perhaps after a stressful day, something for the gentleman. <laughs> and the Ood has this feminine voice. How'd that work for you, Adam? Was that, is that, is that, is that <laughs> something you'd uh, <laughs> want to purchase for Listen, your Ood? When you come home after a long, <laughs> stressful day, <laughs> what more do you want? Than this alien creature with meatball spaghetti sticking out of his mouth, holding a ball in his hand, to sound like a sexy woman. Who doesn't want that? That's genius. We all want, Kevin, yeah. you work in marketing. Can we make this happen, please? Like, what are we <laughs> waiting for? Okay. Honestly, listen. People would they, buy this so fast. You know they rule would. Rule of the internet. Yes, exactly that. Rule of the internet. There is always someone who wants to do that with anything. Like, I mean, Captain Kirk's entire being was to just leap his way through space so for sure this would be successful enough you just have to charge higher for it because there's gonna be mm-hmm. less people but because it's niche you can get that higher money anyway capitalism <laughs> aside <laughs> what's your ideal voice for this though like if you you know if you had to like pick a voice for this that you specifically wanted oh man is there an Am accent that like you really want the your ood to have I honestly feel okay with the standard one. Uh, to mm. tell you the truth, uh, okay. the standard voice works for me. Okay. It's not this uh, third option, the classic comedy package for dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need my mood sound like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think it's Dara O'Brien has a has a comedy bit in one of his stand-up specials where he calls it something for the dads and how there's like <laughs> often in like kids shows or whatever there'll be these like very like buxom women and it's like what is this yep. it's just like something for the dad that like happens to be watching the tv along with his kids or whatever and he has all these examples of something for the dads in these various shows it's a very weird phenomenon that we have here that's actually i mean like look that's a whole other discussion maybe maybe mediapedia here but like the idea of like children shows having these elements of things that the parents can watch along with them, I feel is very specific to the, a time period um, before, obviously, the digital age. Because back then, I feel like when you you watch TV, you have to watch the TV together, right? Like, if you're a parent, you're sitting there with your kids because you have this TV and that's it, and you got to be next to them to make sure they don't, I don't know, like, swallow a marble when you, if you walk away and leave them. So you're all watching this, so they put stuff in the show specifically to appeal to parents. That has, like, sort of gone away in the digital age because, like, now that like everyone can watch their own screen, you can still be next to your kid to make sure they don't eat that marble, but you don't have to watch that kid show anymore. So there's not there that that's necessarily has to capture the parents' attention. It's a lot more kid focused. Anyway, yeah. some interesting digital media stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, but also his like other part of that is that basically like heaven forbid you have to watch something that doesn't make you slightly horny all the time. Like, <laughs> um, if you ask, listen, if you ask the people who are getting that second option for the ood, they would agree. <laughs> yeah, it's a very funny comedy bit. I was just looking it up. But anyway, uh, the doctor says that he's been to the ood sphere solar system before ages ago. Uh, they realize it's the year 4126, the second great and bountiful human empire and Donna Marvel that they're in 4126 and asked what the earth is like 
The doctor says it's full, but humans stretch across three galaxies. Donna says back home, they're saying the earth hasn't got long to live. Global warming, flooding, the bees disappearing. Uh, the doctor notes that that bee thing is odd. Uh, and Donna marvels that humans are everywhere, but asks if it's good or bad. Humans are like explorers or more like a virus. The doctor says sometimes he wonders that too. The map shows Ood distribution centers, and Donna asks if the Ood get a say in this. She asks if all the Ood are like this. Uh, this Ood calls her Miss, and she gets all like, do I look single? Which I thought was very funny. Uh, she asks if there's any free Ood. Ood running wild like wildebeest. Uh, the Ood said that the Ood lived to serve or they would die. Donna asks if they started like this, what they were like before the humans, and the Ood just says the circle. The doctor asks about the circle, but Solana interrupts. And the doctor asks Donna if she wants to go off the beaten path. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this conversation, especially about humans, I think is always interesting. And it's interesting to see the doctor critique humanity. I mean, this gets called out a little bit later. But, like, despite what he says, right? Like, just constant, like, and will be prevalent of, like, humanity is like a virus or, like, humans are spreading or what humans do and the choices they make. He still has, I think, this hope for humanity and like sees them as good in the long run. And it's really interesting because there's that famous quote about like, right, the arc of justice or the arc of the universe thing towards justice, essentially. When you're a time lord and you live that long, you really can observe that. And I think in an interesting and unique way. So I, I find always these moments with the doctor being um, semi introspective about humanity always fascinating. Uh, so the rabid ood is locked up. It's stage two of the red eye disease. The man asks another ood if they've seen it before, but they say humanity defines them and they look to humans for answers. Um, the boss dude, whose name I never bothered to catch, by the way, um, like worries Holden or something. Yeah, uh, worries that they are shipping out hundreds of thousands of ood across the galaxies and what will happen if they go rabid. Uh, meanwhile, the other guy in the lab coat, whose name I also did not catch, says that they haven't checked warehouse fifteen. The boss says nothing has changed in two centuries, but lab coat guy says it's restricted access, but if he's to investigate this, he needs the access to it. Uh, the boss agrees to take him and says they need to do a postmortem on the rabid ood, which means it needs to be dead first, and they walk away. Just, uh, we, we hate him, right? Like, that's, I, I don't know that there's, like, a ton of commentary here, uh, other than, like, they suck. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. that's dude. all I really have. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really funny, because, like, I think they they've introduced so many elements of like why these people suck because they don't see the ood as their own entities and their own like self-aware creatures and all this stuff about it and i i do love i believe it's a scene coming up where it's just like all right well we've set a lot of stuff up we don't think we're being very um like subtle we think we're being pretty obvious but in case we were subtle at all yeah we're clear the air with this next scene <laughs> Yeah, I know. I had that same reaction. Where So the doctor and Donna are looking around the Ood sphere and they see a bunch of marching Ood. One falls down and they see a man with a whip and Donna expresses that they're slaves, uh, which again, I was like, uh, yeah, girl, where you been? Like, yeah. Obviously, but this is them like really handing that to us, which fine. Uh, the doctor says the last time he met the Ood, he never asked them. Donna says that's not like him, but he says he was busy. So busy, I couldn't save them. I had to let the Ood die. Reckon I owe them one. I don't know. I just remembered there being a bit more of, like, a conversation around this in that episode. But, uh, yeah, he's very dismissive of his own, like, he certainly, I, I don't know. I think he's being 
hard on himself that it wasn't like it, it was certainly a thing that they commented on that they couldn't save the Ood, but it was also yeah. like, oh, the devil. Like we are making he really couldn't save anybody except maybe Rose at that point. Yeah, I think it's again, I, I really feel like a lot of it is commentary of the writers and the showrunners being just like, we're sorry, because like they wrote and, and rightfully like they wrote something. And again, they took the criticism and are are fixing it, which I appreciate. Like to me, I'm just like, hey, good job. You guys did something right here. Um, So like, I think that's probably why he's harsher than than one would think. But like, I can appreciate the the, the creators here just being like, all right, we messed up. Let's fix this. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I just, I never saw it as them being like, look at this funny quirk of an alien species. Like, I th I, th right. I thought the commentary was always obvious that, like, this is not okay. Like, this is weird and messed up that humans are treat treating the species that way. So, I guess that was just it. Is I, I, I felt like that was the point the whole time. But, yeah, maybe they're trying to make extra clear that they're like, we know this is bad. This is not, this is on purpose to, like, comment on colonialism, not actually as, like, an exemplar of, like, hey, good interspecies interaction or whatever well and part of the obviousness might have been that we were watching it now right like yeah. we're talking about it right now and watching it now whereas this is like years and years and years ago um but like i do i do think you're totally right here like this episode was like hey hey listen up people <laughs> this is what we're saying yeah, yeah so, you know and uh you know good for them because you know who who doesn't need that you know yeah I, I truly imagine this is just like a slap across the face of like hey <laughs> Yeah. How do you not yeah. Although this? this whole thing with Donna later is going to make me wonder, like, how, anyway, we'll get to it. But so the boss man says the last time he went in Warehouse 15 was 10 years ago that his father brought him here first time when he was six years old and he remembers the stench of it. They enter and the man says nothing has changed. Lab coat guy says that he's read about it, but nothing prepares you. And the boss asks if it's just him or is it looking at him? And he asks the Ood if it's home sweet home to him. The Ood has no opinion. And the boss says, well, say hello to daddy. <laughs> I, listen, I, any anytime someone says a line like that, I, just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it when grown men use that word not in the proper context of what that word should be just every time it's said i just always feel uncomfortable i mean i want to probe kevin but i don't know that this is the we podcast. don't need yeah. this, is different, yeah. this is a different podcast yeah i yeah. mean you know to me in my mind there are two contexts this is a third context that we don't approve of but the other two maybe Mm -hmm. I think I'm with yeah. man. This this is gonna have to be a different podcast. Maybe. Adam knows where I'm going. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we all know where you're going. It just is, you know, yeah. the question of like who's willing to meet you there. And I think yeah. it's just yeah. me here. It's just you. <laughs> That's fine. We've been new that. Yeah, we've been new. Uh, yeah. Uh, Solana lets the boss know that the doctor and Donna's company doesn't exist, and they've gone missing. The boss tells her to start a search without the alarms, though. Uh, he dumps his hair juice down uh, and says. Tell you what, old friend, have this one on me. I don't know what any juice. of this is about. <laughs> uh, Donna whistles loudly at the doctor, uh, who apparently she learned how to whistle from going to West Ham every Saturday, uh, which I felt, I don't know, 
PSR covers Ted Lasso. Yeah, so shout out to Ted Lasso. Ted they Lasso. shouted out Lasso. us. They shouted us out a couple weeks ago. So shout out to the Ted Lasso podcast. Oh, oh nice. nice. I'm very behind. I, I, I was listening to the uh, premiere episode uh, yesterday. The season's so freaking good. I it is. I'm not I'm not behind on the season. I'm behind on the podcast. I'm oh, playing oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the podcast say, is so yeah. freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. This season it, had one of my favorite episodes of the series, I would say. Yeah. Uh, this is a yeah. backdoor Ted Lasso podcast. Let's just talk oh, about it. Oh, man, if only. Can we come for Antonio and Josh's cake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, they enter a warehouse of shipping containers. It's the Oud export. They open one up, and there's a ton of Oud packed inside. Donna says, a great big empire built on slavery. The doctor says, it's not so different from your time. Donna says she hasn't got slaves, but the doctor asks who made her clothes. Uh, Donna asks if that's why he travels around with a human by his side. It's not so he can show them the wonders of the universe. It's so he can take cheap shots. Uh, and I like, and then the doc, the thing that bugs me is the doctor says, sorry. Cause I was like, no, 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 you're no, no. Right. She's wrong. This is yep. terrible. Like Donna, you are British. This is, this yeah. is the thing. Like as someone whose dad was born in England. I am also British. I'm Canadian. Like, let's just talk about colonizers all around. Like, what the hell? Like, this is just so incredibly gross of Donna that I am just, like, so angry at her that then the doctor apologized. I just wanted him to be like, I don't know, think about it and walk away or something. Like, I just, <laughs> I hate that he apologized because he is absolutely right. Yeah, this is this is an interesting space. One, Donna's being a real Donna Karen, of course, and uh, two, it's yeah, like it's such a weird moment that I had to like back myself away from like looking at what they were trying to do with Donna specifically, and I understand what they were trying to do here. Donna's pushback, right, is I think a pushback a lot of people would have, even though the answer is obvious, right? Like, an, an empire built on slaves is still pretty much the entire western world and like the idea that like that's not the same anymore and obviously living in any form of today you're like oh wait yeah it is it's, it's not this is bad it's bad it's bad things happening so that idea i think of, of donna pushing back against this can make sense if i look at it in the context of what they're trying to do with her character which is grow her from this moment of being just like it's nothing like that. And then like, what are you talking about? And then like going through everything she does in this episode to kind of learn like what is going on and like what that's really like. And the reflection of like maybe her own world, I think is interesting. The part that's hard to circle is also the doctor apologizing. But at the same point, I'm just like, maybe it's his technique because he's just like, I'm just going to apologize because I know that stuff is going to is going to convince her otherwise later and I'm just going to let that play out versus get into the argument here which is maybe his long form tactic but yeah it is it is hard to like parse this scene properly this one is tough right this was what 15 years ago at least like maybe more and so uh, you know part of it is we just you know, I hate to say, but like, we have to think about this as like, okay, this was written 15 years ago and we're interpreting it now in our time. Not that that is an excuse by any means. Of course, I don't, that's not what any of us are trying to say, but you know, that just is the situation. The only reason why I'm maybe a little bit more okay with the apology from the doctor than you are, Melissa, is because the context upon which this whole topic was brought up was Donna being upset about how the Ood were treated. Like Donna, is, you know, is in this episode trying to, 
you know, for better or for worse, and we'll talk about the tactics that she's using, like stand up for the Ood and like, you know, try to, you know, are there free Ood? She's like asking these very relevant and important questions. And instead of like answering them and giving her like a legitimate response to a lot of the stuff that she's talking about, the doctor immediately kind of turns it back and is like, well, Hey, you're also doing stuff like this. And I think there is this world where like, if you want to, if you want to have a generous read on this, which I'm not even encouraging that we do, but if you want to, I think there is this world where the doctor is somewhat justifying the treatment of the Ood, as we had seen previously in this episode, um, by saying that like Donna and her people are also doing this, which I think is like really bad and really wrong. Like that is not what the doctor should be trying to do. And I, I do genuinely believe that the impetus for the conversation and uh, you know, the, the start of this kind of line of questioning from Donna was started in a good place. And then it just got pushed back on her in very valid and real ways that like she was not necessarily ready to deal with in this moment because she was on an alien planet in the year 4192 talking with an alien race of, of slaves, right? Like there's a lot going on here. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how generous you want to be with this show or, or anything like that. But I do think that like, overall, I am, I am on board with Kevin's notion here of like this arc from Donna, the journey from Donna to get to a place where she is at the end of this episode is important. I think we probably could have gotten there without this specific scene and line of dialogue, but you know, it, maybe they didn't think that that was the case 15 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really get the sense that, like, the doctor was justifying this. I, I think that he was sort of, like, kind of similarly figuring this out with Donna of, like, okay, what's what's the real story here? I guess, yeah, I I just know that it's so hard. And, and like, it's something I talk about a lot, right? Like, as a Canadian, it's really easy for Canadians to be like, well, at least we're not as bad as, you know, other places. Um, and it's really really harmful because then we get to overlook all of the genocide in our own country and all of the really awful awful things that have happened in firm in terms of like racism and colonization in Canada and so I just worry that that's sort of what's happening here that Donna is like well at least we're not doing this and it's like Okay, but that doesn't mean that like your time is exempt from any of these same dark things. It's just happening. It's either in your history or it's happening in other countries that you are then exploiting. And so, yeah, I guess I just if they weren't going to come back and sort of address this, like I, I loved Donna's empathy towards the Uden as she like learns more and more about them um, and getting there. And if they weren't going to come back to this in any way, then I, it just felt a bit unnecessary. But again, I think that Adam's point that this is 15 years ago and we are looking at this from today's perspective is certainly fair that it was just like much uh, still like incredibly important to talk about, but it was maybe being talked about less than it was than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And the message of the episode, I still think bears true and like is good, right? Like that to me is sort of the, the saving grace for having a couple lines of dialogue like this of like the overall message that they are sending to us in this episode is still one that I like vehemently agree with. And so, you know, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I, I will also say um, when you started your sentence and you said as a Canadian, I also understand it's easy too. And I thought you were going to say, say I'm sorry. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was like, is that oh. what she's about to say? And I was like, oh, no, we're going somewhere different. But yeah. 
I mean, yeah, like the Canadian stereotype of like walking into a chair and apologizing to it is like definitely a thing. So yeah, I understand. Sometimes you say you're sorry when you don't actually mean it. Um, and it's it's actually quite a, a thing where like if you bump into somebody on the street and like you apologize, but they don't also apologize back, you get really annoyed where you're like, wait, that wasn't actually my fault. I wasn't actually apologizing. You walked into me, but it's like you both have to say you're sorry to each other. Otherwise, that is like not an appropriate interaction. There's some Midwest energy in there too. I like oh, yeah. that. That's uh, I, that's good stuff. Oh, didn't see you there. Yeah, did you put the open there too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, didn't see you there, buddy. Eh? Oh. Um, yeah, it's absolutely a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I do like Donna's empathy here. I just think that like empathy without like self reflection and critique yeah. is really problematic right it's really easy for someone to be like i'm a good person and i sympathize for these people that are being oppressed by other people but if you're not looking at your own life then you're only doing half the job yep anyway moving on uh donna asked the ood why they aren't running away the ood asked why they would do that and donna says to be free but the ood don't understand the concept donna asks about the ball that they aren't born with it why did they have to be plugged in and the doctor asks the Ood if the circle means anything to them. Then all of the Ood say the circle must be broken. The doctor asks why, and they say, so that we can sing. It's a great little line right there. Yeah. Uh, the guards find the doctor and Donna. The boss gets upset that they've set off the alarm. Solana reassures the buyers that it's just a fire drill. The guards grab Donna and shut her in a crate with the Ood. And then the head guard tells the guards to withdraw and keep to the perimeter that he knows this one. And then he tries to use the claw grabber like a scene out of Toy Story in order <laughs> to Yeah. In order to grab the doctor. I was so confused. I was like, how does this guard know the doctor? And also, why is he suddenly a maniac? Like, where did this come from? Agreed. I I fully didn't follow this moment, uh, but I will say the entire time I definitely was thinking about Toy Story. Yes, I feel like that movie has just, if you are of the age, forever changed any sort of claw-like instrument for you. What is the age though? Because that I mean that was the first thing that I thought of too. Absolutely, but like, what oh is God, the maybe? Yeah, because I, I know I'm a, a, a no. We won't talk about, it, but much older uh and yeah that's that's a good point like i guess toy story is just that seminal like it's just yeah. a thing you watch because it's just so so good especially the og yeah uh so an ood with red eyes looks at donna and she yells at it that she's on their side she yells for the doctor the plot narrowly avoids the doctor i think because he's lying on his back and the plot just like can't reach that far um and solana reminds the guard that they are wanted alive the oods from the crates all have red eyes and the guards start shooting as they march out of the crates. The doctor and Donna do more running while holding hands for some reason. Adam's favorite. What do you mean for some reason? This is Why? this is this is the most established lore we have of the doctor. <laughs> this is It is the one consistent yeah, thing that's the capital show does T do. truth in this show. Like this is everything. You need to get on board, Melissa, because this train ain't stopping, okay? <laughs> Apparently, it just can't be faster. It looks so awkward. Okay, well, it's, like use your arms for momentum, and like you run faster. We've had this conversation so many times. We all we are we're honestly, Melissa, we're just waiting right now for you and I to be in the same place to try this. That's all we're waiting for. 
Okay? That's the only thing we're waiting for. We don't yeah, have one we, whole episode of the podcast is just going to yeah. be that. Can you imagine we, that uh, the podcast after we are in the same place together, that's going to be the most electric Huey podcast. We messed had. up, Adam. We should we be did. running down the streets of Seattle holding we, hands. Yeah. I mean, that would have been epic. Yeah. Especially with all those inclines. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one goes down we all go down. yeah it's just like dragging me up the incline <laughs> i don't know i got all sorts of shit for being a very fast walker from adam and then adam and i were walking down the street very yeah. quickly together and uh, adam was keeping up so all of this grief that i've been given was clearly misplaced I also, also got a lot of uh, grief for walking at said speed, but I really was just trying to prove myself at that point. It was, I mean, it was like a big internal moment for me. So, you know. Talk about more Midwestern energy. We're just moseying on down. Why we got to move so fast? It's so Midwestern. <laughs> yeah. What was this, a race? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's true. We both got given significant grief. So, Donna says the people on Earth would be upset if they knew how they treated the Ood. Solana says they know. Well, they don't ask. Same thing. Uh, which is, you know, very uh, astute. The doctor says a species born to serve could never have evolved that way and asks what the company does to make them that way. Solana says it has nothing to do with her, and the doctor asks if it's because she doesn't ask. The doctor tries to get Solana to help, but she calls for guards, tells the boss the doctor is headed for Ood conversion, they're more rabid ood, and the doctor wonders what has changed, pulls out a bunch of his hair, and drinks more of his hair tonic. Yeah. I also, yeah, that moment where she was just like, they're over here. I'm like, you mother, like, oh. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, last chance of redemption right there, and mm -hmm. she just sailed right on past nope. it. She chose her side. And this is, uh, God, this is a whole thing for me right now. Also, living in the modern day, because there's, Let's just say there's a lot of uh, brown people who are politicians who I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you over there? What are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing this? You're you're the one who gets the most coverage on TV. Why are well, anyway? Uh, it's very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, the doctor and Donna are in a bunker, and the doctor can hear singing. He sees a group of ood in a cage, and he says they're natural-born ood, unprocessed, before adapted to slavery. He can hear their song, but Donna can't hear it. And the doctor asks if she wants to, that it's the song of captivity. He touches her face and tells her to open her mind. And then she can hear the oud pura uh, and starts crying. <laughs> that was the look on Melissa's face. <laughs> was, you know, like looking down to read the summary as well. And then the moment that she said it, uh, your eyes just popped right up to make oh, sure that yeah. we both caught the joke uh, we, there. We got it. We yeah. got it. Yeah. You know what? So, well, it's so dumb. Well worth it. Wow. <laughs> wow. A stupid amount. <laughs> it is very stupid, but also very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Come on, do Unpra. Yeah. Like, yeah. As a okay. musician, you should be thrilled. Okay, don't, I, you know, I, there's, uh, I don't think musicians are, uh, I don't know if they're, I, I, like, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know if being a musician <laughs> helps me get that joke anymore <laughs> than, like, any other person with a vague understanding of a vocabulary <laughs> of opera. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Udpra. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Do we, change the, <laughs> do we change the titles on this episode? Is there, oh, I, can, can we, oh can we make gosh. that happen? I almost I, messaged you both <laughs> saying that's what we should call the podcast. And then I was like, nope, save it for the podcast. Save the joke. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you saved that gold. That's, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. 
<laughs> I I messaged for those that are, aren't in the Discord. I messaged in the Discord that I was I had a joke in my notes for the episode, and I was very excited for it, and that it was very dumb. Uh, so I've really been building this up for the last day. To be fair, no lies detected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny and dumb. It's kind of my brand. So. Uh, the doctor says, uh, Donna asked the doctor to take it away that she can't bear it. And then she realizes that the doctor can still hear it. And he says all the time. Amazing. Yep. Uh, so they're trying to get in the bunker and the boss tells Solana to keep the buyers from seeing this, get them away from the Ood. The doctor talks to the Ood and asks what they're holding. And one shows him a small brain. Listen. I support the Ood. I'm all for them. I was already just like, well, you know, your little tentacle faces are weird, but that's that's fine. Uh, I, listen, if they held out and it's just like, here's my tiny brain in my hand, I might have thrown up. <laughs> like, I might have, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's okay, but it's a lot. Wow. I don't think that Kevin is a true Udafino. <laughs> it's uh I, I don't think I don't think I'm getting uh, a lot of buy-in from Kevin here. Oh my goodness! How's the brain doctor feel about this? <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought I was like, it was not at all what I was expecting. I I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting tiny brain. Uh, <laughs> it was. I was just so like, what is happening? Okay. Um, I think it's delightful. They say it's the hide brain, the uterborn with the secondary brain. Um, then I have to shout out, David Tennant pronounces amygdala really weird. It's like he's talking about, like, Padme Amidala when he's like the... Uh, <laughs> I can't um, even... um, um, amygdala? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's amygdala for people that, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> in humans, it processes memory and emotions, which is true. Thought that was cool. Uh, he got rid of... If you get rid of that, you wouldn't be Donna anymore. You'd be like an ood, a processed ood. So... Mm. messed up stuff right there they basically as they say i think give them a lobotomy they cut off part of their brain to make them subservient which again just if you did it dislike these people Ooh, yeah so like honestly this was one of those examples where they didn't try to like over explain a thing they took like a small thing and were just kind of like it's basically a secondary brain that does this and i was like Okay, yeah, that's like that tiny bit of thing you just said is is true. So like, sure, I can buy that in this alien species. I thought it was cool. They were like, uh, yeah, that somebody bothered to Google what an amygdala does and said that <laughs> on a show, which I thought was like, great, good for you. I'm very I do glad. think that that's what happened. I think that someone wrote like a brain word down and they were like, mm, what does this do? Oh, memory. Yeah, they Done. were like brain plus emotion. And it was like, do you know that yeah. emotional processing happens in the amygdala? And it was like, great. There we go. They, they skipped Got a little it. bit Printed. where you can find yeah. the pronunciation, though. I think that yeah. was they, they just missed that part. Everything else yeah. that they nailed. <laughs> no one bothered to tell David Tennant how this word yeah. is pronounced. The writer was just like, I don't got to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donna says that she spent all that time looking for the doctor because she thought it was so wonderful out here, but she wants to go home. Uh, the boss and the guard arrive, and the doctor shuts them in with the ood, uh, or shuts himself in with the ood. And then David Tennant goes full Barty Crouch Jr. when he goes, what are you going to yes. do then? Arrest me? Lock me up? Throw me in a cage? Well, you're too late. Uh... It, that is actually a great call out, because it's exactly Barty Crouch Jr. energy right there. His face looked very much like uh, like when he played that character. <laughs> Uh, in the boss's office, the doctor and Donna are locked up. The boss thinks that they are uh, photo activists, but the doctor says that they're just friends of the universe. 
The boss says the Ood were nothing without them, just animals roaming around on the ice, but the doctor says that's because he can't hear them. The boss says that they welcomed them, they didn't put up a fight, and Donna says they're born with their brains in their hands. That means they're peaceful, because a creature born like that would have to trust anyone it meets. The doctor says, nice one. Uh, the boss it says is the a nice one. That was actually yeah. a real good deduction from Don. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah, the boss yeah. says the system has worked for 200 years. They just had a rogue patch, but the infection is about to be sterilized. But yeah, I really liked this observation yeah. from Donna. And I, I think it's so interesting to think of as a comp as a thing of when we see these like weird alien species that we're unfamiliar with, the things that we learn about them, what does that imply about them? Like what else can we say about their culture, about, you know, whatever. And I think that this is just a really astute idea that like, yeah, if this is your, you know, it's a people of ones that like hold this like very vulnerable, very like critical thing just like out in their hand, then there must for them to have evolved that way, there must not be as much of a threat. And I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I like this piece of, um, I guess, alien lore that they built in for the Ood and like the reasoning. And having Donna say it, I think, again, is leading towards that, like the growth we're seeing in her about this entire situation. Uh, the guard is planning to gas the red-eyed ood like livestock, but the unprocessed ood are singing, and the red-eyed oods hold hands. Solana tries to get the buyers to move, but they're happy with the free bar, and she asks the ood to withdraw, but they start holding out their hands. The ood all have red eyes, and they start electrifying the buyers, and Solana tells the guard to shoot them before she too gets electrified. Oh no, all the rich assholes died. <laughs> hey, it's Such a shame. shame. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, unfortunate. Really Yep. Also, fun, uh, like kind of consistent science thing. Your brain also runs on electricity, basically. So, like the fact that the translator that that's kind of the type of damage being done here, like totally tracks for me. Hmm. Look at that, Melissa yeah. leading in on the on the Doctor Who stuff. Now this season has been a real strong Melissa, <laughs> not like going off about the science, which is another reason this season is is clearly uh, superior to some of the others. Yep. Uh, so there's chaos as the guards shoot uh, the Ood electrified. There are explosions randomly. Uh, they say it's a revolution. The Ood gassed the guard instead, uh, but nothing has changed outside the Ood sphere. So the boss says they have a responsibility to stop it before it spreads. The boss tells the doctor that everything he wanted is happening and there will be a full police investigation. So he can't risk a bullet to the head. So he'll leave him to the mercy of the Ood. The doctor guesses that there must be something that they haven't seen, that creatures with a hide brain would be at war with themselves without it, that it's connected to the red eye and asks what it is. Um, I didn't totally understand this leap of logic from the doctor, but whatever. Uh, the doctor says that it won't exist for much longer and tells them to enjoy the Ood. Uh, the boss goes to Warehouse 15, but has one Ood still with him who hasn't turned, faithful to the last, and tells the Ood to go and join his people while he still can. Yeah, the boss being just like, see... I'm doing the right thing. Get out of here. Get out of here with this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Donna asked the doctor how they're getting out of this, that he must have met Houdini at some point, but the doctor says that they're in really good handcuffs. And Donna says, well, at least we've got quality. Uh, Red-eyed Ood appear in front of them. The doctor tries to say that they are friends, and Donna yells the circle must be broken. The unprocessed Ood stand, and the red-eyed Ood stop from electrifying them. The translator bulbs go out, and the Ood hold their heads, and the Ood says, Dr. Donna, friends. Uh, again, a little bit, I guess, the unprocessed Ood are somehow, like, sending that message out telepathically 
something i don't know yeah i think because they have the the other brain still hasn't been like cut off yet they could they still have a little bit more connection and maybe because of their location they're a little closer to the as we will see big brain um that they're able to maybe communicate a little bit more with the others mm-hmm. so it tracks a little bit <laughs> yeah uh and ood attacks one of the guards <laughs> as the boss and lab coat guy make their way to warehouse 15 that more cracks right- me up by the way when, the random uh, likes. Yes, the one who, who jumps on the other one and his like tentacle face is like. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was rude. just like cackling. Yep. Uh, more random explosions. There's an ood standing over the doctor and Donna. Uh, the boss says his grandfather drew up this plant. That's the advantage to a family-run business: the personal touch. He opens a door with detonation packs that they're going to put around the circumference. We're going to blow it up. This thing dies. So do the ood. Uh, they place the beeping packs around, and the one unter- unturned ood shows the doctor and Donna to warehouse 15. The doctor sees the giant brain, the third missing element that binds them all together, forebrain, hidebrain, and this, the telepathic center, a shared mind connecting all the ood in song. The boss is talking about how he can change the business without the livestock, but they found the brain, the brain long ago. The doctor and Donna realize that there is a circle of electricity around the brain, dampening the telepathic field, stopping the ood from connecting for 200 years. The boss tells his uh, his ood that, bleh, sorry, what am I saying? Uh, the ood said that he's best at his boss's side. He says, still subservient, good ood. Donna asks why the ood started breaking out. The doctor says maybe the ood started to adapt. And then this is when lab coat guy pipes up that the process was too slow. It had to be accelerated and he should have never given the boss access to the controls. They lowered the barrier to its minimum. He's one of the friends of the Ood. It's taken him 10 years to infiltrate the company and he succeeded. The boss says, yes, he did before throwing him over the barrier to be eaten by the giant brain. Now, I actually had to call out this scene because I feel like something falling between the hemispheres of your brain would be bad for the brain, right? Like, they're just like, oh, he died. And which I'm like, I, did he? Um, but then that had to have not been good, right? Like, brains are very squishy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, to me, it was wild that he, like, lands and then the brain goes, nom, 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 and, like, eats him. <laughs> and I was like, ow. What is Sometimes happening? brains are hunky, okay? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, I don't know. Something electricity. It's an elder brain. Powerful. Yeah. You know. It's a, yeah. it's a big brain. It's if like, we're going to uh, nitpick yeah. here, this is not, you know. One. No. Honestly, this whole scene was a bit like, what is happening? Like, it, it felt like a lot of, like, we set up some stuff. We have to explain some stuff. And I was like, this felt all, like, a bit too much. Like, I feel like they could have maybe parsed this down and not had to do this, like, whole big, weird exposition of, like, secretly well, i've been infiltrating your company yeah. for 10 years thing that, that part could have been fully cut i don't think yeah. i don't think scientists dude added anything to this no. scene scientists rarely do again, <laughs> wow. uh, a small like nitpicky moment of like him falling into the brain is weird so i feel like yeah all of that could have been cut i like the idea of the big brain um and i like the idea of like this, the circles this has been going on because i think that adds to the lore of it all but like yeah the scientist thing i think really like breaks a bit of the pacing because like afterwards mm-hmm. when you have the conversation back onto uh Ud sigma and stuff i think is interesting what happens that after that we're about to talk about but like otherwise like yeah i think the scene is solid it's just it's just like one or two moments the scientists and this other one 
Yeah. Uh, the boss says that he's never shot anyone before. Can't say he'll like it, but it's been an unusual day. The Ood offers him a drink, and the boss says hair loss is the least of his problems. Uh, and the Ood asks him again to have a drink. The boss's speech becomes slurred. He asks if he's been poisoned. The Ood says natural Oodness doesn't kill. Uh, the doctor says, funny thing, the subconscious takes all sorts of shapes. It comes out in the red eye as revenge, coming out as the rabbit in anger. And then there was patience. Murky focused on Mercy focused on Ood Sigma. Uh, and asks about the hair loss. The doctor says they've been preparing him for a long time and asks him if he can hear the Ood brain. Then the boss peels back his scalp, spits out tentacles, and becomes an Ood and spits out his own hide brain. The Ood says he has become what? Ood kind and we will take care of him. What is happening? Science! Yeah, I... This is science, baby! This is... He got Oodified. He got Oodified. He just... This scene is so wild. (laughs) This part makes no sense. I do... Look, the concept of what they set up here, where it's just like how things... Like how emotion is processed, like what you do in these situations. And like sometimes it's just pure rage and stuff. But the idea of like it patience... Like, revenge via patience is incredible. I love stories like that. Like, you know, like, Count of Monte Cristo, great example of just, like, my my revenge is a long game. You know, like, I, I love that concept of, like, doing something to gain revenge without someone knowing and then taking it. Uh, an example that is legendary to me and I think fits into this community we're in is, of course, Survivor winner Natalie Anderson just oh, yeah. epically like oh i'm just gonna play along until the right moment and then i'm gonna take my revenge it's amazing it's amazing like watching that happen was incredible uh yeah why could the marketing exactly be more like natalie anderson god dang it anyway uh but like i love stuff like that however i really like it when that stuff plays out and it makes sense and the idea of just like well i've been giving you ood juice and now you become an ood i'm like I, what like that makes no sense at all. Yeah, I think you could have done sort of like abiding their time without it needing to be this like long con situation thing that make because then I was also like, wait, so is the 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 he's been drinking ood juice this whole time to turn him into an ood? And so then at the end, the guy is, like, offering the drink, but it's not that he drinks it and then he, like, starts... It's that he's already slurring his speech, so the drink is also maybe preventing him from becoming it? I didn't really understand the timing oh, of any no, no, of no, that. No. I think I think that was just Ud Sigma being, like, snide almost. Just being just like, oh, it's time to reveal myself. Guess what I did? Don't you want your drink? Don't you want this? Do you know what I've been doing to you this whole time? Like, I think that's what it was, is that he was mm. having his moments, you know? It's the, it's the like, oh, you know, my real name is such and such. I'm, you, do you remember me? I'm the young boy whose father you killed, you know? Mm. Like, that's, <laughs> I feel like what that was that they were trying to go for at the very least. But again, like, him turning into a dude is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Donna says, being with the doctor, she can't tell what's right and what's wrong anymore. The doctor says it's better that way, that people that know for certain tend to end up like, and I looked this up, it's actually, even the transcript that I have isn't sure of what he says here, but I think he's referring to, like, the guy that becomes an ood. Yeah, I think it's uh, Holden yeah. or, or something. Uh, help it? Help, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the doctor stops the detonators. He says, stifled for 200 years, but not anymore. The circle is broken. The Ood can sing as he turns off the barrier around the brain. Uh, 
Donna can hear the singing and the fighting stops as the Ood look up and raise their hands in a circle. The doctor says the message has gone out. Everyone heard the song across the galaxies. The rockets are coming back. The Ood are coming home. The Ood offers that they could stay, that there is room in the song for them, but the doctor says he's got a song of his own. The Ood says he thinks his song must end soon. Every song must end. The doctor asks Donna if she still wants to go home, but she says definitely not. The Ood send them off with a song and say they will never be forgotten, that their children will sing of the Dr. Donna and their children's children, and the wind and the ice and the snow will carry their names forever. There you go. It's a good ending, I think. Like, I think that that is probably the stronger part of this episode. I love this, like, the narrative idea of, you know, we have a song that we're going to sing, and, like, you can be part of that song even while you are telling your... Like, it's, it's just really cool. I, I That is the part of this lore. That's the part of this kind of alien race that I really enjoy, that I am, you know... Uh, really drawn towards um the musical choices that they are making while this is being told like the way that this episode is scored i also think is like really really good um i have so many nice things to say about murray gold throughout the entirety of the series but like truly this is this is just such good stuff um i like it i think the end of this episode saves a good chunk of the stuff that was there previously of just like what what what, what's what's going on here i think that the ending really clicks and really hits so you know uh that that's where it kind of comes together for me i also like the concept of like the idea of music and like using that to tell story right because like i do think music is such a, a a part of culture you know and like is a form of storytelling and like how songs get passed down and how music can bind cultures together uh, so I, I really also enjoy uh, that aspect of this and the Ood themselves being free, I think is really cool and having them able to be, you know, themselves. Um, that said, of course, though, remember, all songs must end and uh, your song must end soon is the message the doctor gets, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm in agreement. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this episode. We'll get to obviously our ratings and stuff like that. But like, uh, Melissa, what about you? Where, where where are you by the end of this episode here? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I felt like, unfortunately, the last, like not the last scene, but the previous two scenes both had some really clunky stuff that sort of felt like they came out of nowhere and that felt really bogged down. It it felt like it they were trying to like tie everything up and like address everything. And I was like, okay, but if you hadn't like, there were more simple ways to have done all of this you sort of made it extra complicated unnecessarily and i um yeah so it, it felt like it did some really good things up until the end um i thought that some of this stuff around learning about the ood their song the whole like telepathic mind hive thing is really interesting um so i i enjoyed it it just felt like it got a bit clunky right at the end there which is unfortunate yeah, I mean that tracks so that makes sense. Um I did like again the the ending idea too as Donna's being forced to confront so many horrible truths and realities and just being like I just want to go home and then at the end just being like nope, nope, I'm just not, you know, I'm I'm going to carry on because there's so much to see and learn in the world and in the universe and time. I think is great. Um so yeah, all, all those aspects I really enjoyed. Um going to hit a few continuity things before we get into our feedback. Uh Melissa to answer your question. Yeah, the Ood will return. <laughs> I mean, the Ood are going to come back. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. And I will say something else to pay attention to with the Ood is a several things that they say. Um, your song must end soon, I think, is going to be important. 
uh, something that was repeated in this episode and actually has been repeated a few times, and I will bring it up here because the Ood repeated, is the phrase Dr. Donna gets said a lot. It was actually in episode one, and I was like, do I bring that up now? And I waited. So here we are, episode three, that Dr. Donna has repeated again, and I think it's something that we'll, uh, you know, pay attention to. <clears throat> and then, bees? I Maybe. was going to say, the bees. <laughs> What's going on with those bees? What's happening with the bees? This is the second time this has been brought up. Brought up in episode yeah. one by Donna. We'll see if the bees mm. play a role. Um, I think those are the ones I had. Any Anything that pops out to you, Adam, uh, beyond that? I think those are the main ones here. Yeah, that's all I had. All right. Well, let's get into some feedback. See how people are feeling. I know Adam's a little upset about some of the, <laughs> the feedback we've gotten. But we love to get it regardless, even if you don't agree with us. Please send your feedback in. Please send your ratings in, which uh, we'll get to for these ep- for this episode. But even for the episode we're on, past episodes, you can still affect scores um, and, and change the rankings of things we have thus far. Yeah, we have quite a bit to talk about, and I have some stuff from past episodes as well. So let's dive in. So from Emily about this episode, while I recognize that the story is good, that's the only time I'm going to do it the whole time. We (laughs) went like an hour without doing it. So honestly, I'm pretty proud of ourselves. I don't enjoy watching it, she says. I really just wanted to delay that line. Um, I'm glad that the Doctor and Donna were able to help the Ood escape their captors, but would never turn this episode on at random when I get a hankering for some poo. You know, fair enough. I'm not here to say that this is the greatest episode ever. Uh, you know, I certainly never, uh, never going to say those words. But I do think that this is like a quintessential Donna episode of Doctor Who, where like this is this is the kind of stuff we're going to get, and I enjoy this stuff. So if this is on, it's not one of those that I'm going to like skip if I'm if I'm doing a rewatch or if I'm like going through. I'm never skipping this one. So um, I, I don't know if that's the same as like my go-to that I would put on when I'm watching Dr. Who, but if it comes up, I'm, I'm not missing it. So, you know, there you go. Uh, from Taylor, firstly, adore Donna's hair. Do we have any thoughts on Donna's hair? I like, didn't uh, even that's think usually about it. Robin's uh, territory. Okay. <laughs> Whenever we talk about hair, Robin, my, my wife has uh, rated black widow's hair throughout the MCU rewatch. Josh and I did. She had a lot of thoughts and opinions there. So when it comes to hairstyles, uh, if my wife was here, I'd ask her, but she is, uh, not home yet. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to find out that for the next podcast. Uh, secondly, the Ood are really giving mind player colony complete with an elder brain. And I have to say that I really like Solana as a character. She's really captivating, even if it doesn't end well, but geez, this boss man is just terrible. Obviously we're meant to hate him, but still, uh, just so disheartening to see that humanity can't figure out their, you know, shit without turning to slavery in so many futures, just facts. Um, the natural ood they met in the cage are so sweet. And Donna said it well. Teachers that hold something so precious in their hands have to be trusting. But you just can't trust humans, which is uh, something we also learn in Doctor Who here. I love the infiltration story, and I love the boss man getting his just desserts. Um, what do you think you've been drinking this whole time, pal? And man, I love a peaceful race of singing aliens with endless patience and their quiet rebellion. What a lovely ending along with the, your song will end soon. Very cool episode. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, That's okay, a, uh, I, again, I agree about the, like, <laughs> the, as weird as it is, and he became a nude. I like the like. Ah, do you want your drink? Ah, guess what I've been doing. Like that's a just a fun little beat, and I I love the I love long game revenges stories like that. I always find them entertaining. Also, I looked up the photos of Catherine Tate from this episode. I just googled it quickly. Yeah, King Cosine. She's got some great great hair volume <laughs> in this episode. 
Oh, okay. So it's the volume that's getting yeah. the bump here. Yeah, okay. it's got like a bit of a like curl. You know, it's got a bit wavy volume. She's got a nice side bang going. It's good. I, okay. I dig it. Okay. Uh, from Nicole, I didn't have much memory of watching this episode, and now I know why. Most of this episode is pretty forgettable. This has exactly the same wow. average score on IMDb as the Fires of Pompeii. They both rated it eight, and I can't understand that. Pompeii had much higher highs for me in this episode. There were a few good moments, but nothing really knocked my socks off. Uh, about the only thing I can say is that this had a strong moral message in another good companion episode. Uh, she also goes on to list some good things and bad things about the episode. Um, the 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 good thing that I do want to call out was uh, Donna trying to um, talk to the dying at the beginning was very sweet. I think Donna's constant empathy for everyone is a really great contrast to the doctor being all business and generally kind of unimpressed by most things. This is probably why there is so much criticism of Rose. Uh, she came across too often as selfish and not really caring about anything. I think Donna has a much stronger note of uh, as kind of a conscience to the doctor, a reminder to save anyone as referenced in the previous episode. It's the role you would want humanity to play in influencing alien species. So, uh, you know, a kind read for Donna. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think that's a very valid point. Um, especially the criticism of Rose. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm exerting, uh, I'm exerting my bias here and not reading any of the bad <laughs> things that she said about this, but they are very justified. If you, you know, want to go, uh, she lists out a couple different things in the discord. Wait, I think Melissa has something negative to say about Rose. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say that I, I do really like the, um, I thought it was such an interesting, uh, beat with donna where early on she says like i thought everything out here was going to be so great it turns out it's not and then like her eventually coming back around and, and like seeing the the good in for example this like very different race of uh aliens than her and kind of getting to experience that so that sort of like evolution that donna has in this episode i thought was very cool to see as like her early on in her travels with the doctor and kind of what her impression of how things were going to be versus how they actually are and how she's kind of still comes back around to wanting to experience more of that. I thought it was, I thought, I thought that was all really good as a like companion to the doctor. And then finally for this episode, Brandon said the Uber fun. I like that despite the tentacles and creepiness, they were a wholesome people. The whole company thing was dumb and turning the evil guy into one of them was great karma. Uh, I really liked the conversations had between the doctor and Donna about slavery and the look in his eyes when he tells her um, he always hears the song. Donna's empathy has been really nice to see. So people are very high on Donna for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, read the other part of Brenna's feedback about being terrorized by you uh, by Mind Flayers and how um, that was an experience that she had flashback to that I wanted to be like, yes, Brenna can relate. That's as so weird. I miss that. At the same that. time, terrorized <laughs> by you, by that's, Mind Flayers. Uh, that's weird. I did miss that somewhere. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I think D David also said something very similar about Mind Flayers. So, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, might, he might have also been there too. If Austin was listening to the podcast, he'd say the same thing. <laughs> Listen, uh, it happens, you know, and who knows? It might happen again if we keep uh, if we keep bringing this up. So I don't know. Are, I don't know. Are mind flayers like a problem? I don't. Are they? Are they? Are they bad? They're not a solution. So if hmm. if anyone missed it, uh, Adam is involved in making uh, D and D musicals. Uh, myself, Brenna, uh, and some others of our friends starred in it. We were uh, stuck dealing with mind flayers. They were a very 
uh, terrifying encounter. They are my single most feared uh, D&D baddie, not because of their like sheer amount of power, but because of the like whole I'm going to suck your brain out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're pretty epic, actually. Um, very fun to run. Uh, just a, a quick couple of pieces of feedback that we got from previous episodes. So, you know, please continue yes, to send those yes, in. We yes. have ratings and stuff like that as well. Taylor sent in so many things about the previous episodes of, of Pompeii and uh, Partners in Crime. Just to summarize a lot of this here, she really enjoyed both episodes. A lot of great Donna moments. She's very high on Donna. Some of the other stuff, you know, maybe not working is great, but a lot of the Donna sass she is absolutely in love with. She loves the stargazing granddad. Who doesn't yes. love the stargazing granddad? Um, unfortunately, I do have to read this line flying. Happy for the reunion, but the fat babies were just not it for me. <laughs> she says, <gasps> You didn't like the adipose? The adipose wow. did not work for Taylor. Oh my goodness. Uh, so much else did. Um, Kevin, to your uh, point about the fires of Pompeii, Todd wrote in, I just want to co-sign Kevin's recommendation of In the Loop which is also a semi-spinoff of the British uh, the British series The Thick of It, which also features Capaldi's character. It's hilarious and won a second that Capaldi curses a ton in it. Yes. So there you go. Another recommend, uh, an affirmation of the, your recommendation there, Kevin. And then finally, from our Partners in Crime podcast, we had uh, one other piece of feedback uh, from uh, Jessica Sterling in all caps. I caught that subtweet, Melissa! Also, <laughs> I don't even know what that was in reference to. Uh, also, oh, I, I had find to ask because I also didn't remember. It was to the reference about uh, close-up magic being oh. uh, very sexy because I was 100% subtweeting Jessica Sterling who thinks that close-up magic is sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Correctly thinks so, yes. Who, mm, okay, boy, Kevin. Yeah, um, I don't know. Okay, I, I just want to clarify, Kevin, you're out on daddy, but you're in on close-up magic. That's the... Correct. Okay, That's, well, anyway. I think that is a fair statement for me, which probably... Wow. says a lot about me as a whole it but does. yeah yeah it does yeah. uh yeah. she finishes with also i find it hilarious that kevin assumes Melissa and adam don't have tattoos when he himself has no tattoos which i know you said Again. i just wanted to reiterate it that our I just, that our listeners were our saying listeners the are, no they understand the yeah. difference between yeah. they get it between us yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah. and that's <laughs> so uh, they're not that's equally untattooed in that okay. way yeah (laughs) um the only other thing i wanted to say was in regards to the ratings because we did have some people send in ratings for previous episodes not like super crazy noticeable here but the uh timey-wimey for the last episode fires of pompeii went up and for partners of crime it went down so (laughs) that's funny you know there you go we'd love to see the shaking up of uh time and space here uh on the podcast uh, but we're going to rate this episode now, um, going through our usual rated system of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, uh, one through five score for each, talking about the plot of the series, or the episode, rather, and then the timey-wimey, sci-fi, space, time, whatever. The just, I don't know, whatever you want timey-wimey to be, I guess, um, is where we are here. So, Melissa, let's start off. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, what do you got for uh, Planet of the Ood? Yeah, I... I found this kind of a weird episode to rate. And I think it was because I enjoyed watching it, but there were bits that I was kind of like, what's going on? Okay, whatever. Um, So I'm just going to give it a three. Like, I think that it loses a point for kind of these last two weird scenes. Um, And then honestly, the like, it's probably not fair, but I'm going to dock at a point for like weird Donna being oblivious about colonialism. Um, So I'm just going to, I'm just going to give it a three. That's totally fit. Listen, it's our rating system. You rate it how you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for timey wimey, I'm gonna give it a 3.5. 
Um, so kind of the rare higher timey-wimey rating. Um, we are going way off into the future, I, you know, looking at humans uh, once again doing their being the worst in some ways is kind of interesting time stuff. And then this like learning more about the um, the culture of the Ood and all of this, um, all of the stuff that we talked about, about kind of understanding them as a species based on their biology and how that evolved. I thought that that was all cool. And I lumped that all together kind of in the sci-fi timey-wiminess of it. So I give it a three and a half. Yeah, totally fair score on that uh, as we rate timey-wimey. Um, but Adam, you rate things differently. What do you got for your scores this I week? I rate things correctly is, is what uh, <laughs> I think you meant to say there. Uh, I'm a little higher than Melissa on the Wibbly Wobbly. I think I just enjoyed the story more overall, and I think the ending really landed for me. Um, I think I am going to be ending up lower than I would have been had we not talked through it on this podcast, though, weirdly enough. I think I started at a four, and I'm down to like a three five here um maybe it should be a little bit higher than that but like i you know there are so many episodes that are better but i do think that this is like quintessential good doctor who timey wimey however very little um like truly very little uh in terms of timey wimey here we went to the future oops everything's basically the same um that's you know that it doesn't do much for me snow uh i actually did i got news for you about the future um, snow seems unlikely that's well, I yeah, <laughs> the snow thing is weird though because if the ood are like, I I would have loved some sort of indicate of the like if this is sort of supposed to be the ood home planet, which it sort of felt like that was the implication that they're all returning back here. Um, why are they? Why is it? Why do they look the way they do when it's snowy? Like, what's the? I feel like there should be Maybe um, like the snow. something more to it. Right, but. Yeah. Like, it seems like they're not very evolved for snow. They're evolved for, like, trust, but not snow. We don't know what their skin is made of or how insulated it is. I mean, apparently it's just the pulled back human skin or something, right? Like, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's how oods are born naturally, but maybe. I'm just saying. So I'm going to give this a two for timey oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh Just, you know, not a ton there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a two. Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm closer to Melissa. I will say I'm I'm kind of on a three. There was a lot I did like about this episode, but overall, I mean, it's a solid episode of Doctor Who. Is sort of where I land. It didn't really blow my mind on specific stuff in terms of like the plot. I thought it was strong. I thought it was good. Um, but you know, also on the other hand, there's there's elements where I'm, I'm look. I'm very happy when these stories happen because I think it's important. Because unfortunately, people. I think avoid some of this too much and aren't aware and self-reflective, which is sort of the point of the Donna situation. But also for me, it's a little bit of just like, well, yeah. So like for me, I'm not like, I'm not learning anything new here. Um, but like, I still can appreciate it. So that's sort of where I land there. For Wibbly Wobbly, I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm or Timey Wimey rather, I'm going a little bit back and forth. I think I'm just going to land at a 2.5, maybe in between you two. Because I, I agree with Melissa, there's a lot of really cool stuff about the Ood themselves and like what their world is like and the 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 evolution of an alien species like that. They really delved into the aliens in a way that, that they don't always on Doctor Who. So I thought that was very cool. Um, cool? Cool? Um, but like, yeah. So that's, that's not a thing. sort of where I'm landing now, unfortunately. I, I actually was trying to think about how to get into like, did you enjoy your food? Um, which I think works. <laughs> but uh, anyway... So that's a three on Wibbly Wobbly and 2.5 at Timey Wibbly. 
we're off the rails here. Uh, the audience <laughs> is basically where we are at, uh, more or less here. They're at a 3.6 for Wibbly Wobbly, so actually higher than all of us, but you know, still still in that kind of range that we're talking about. And then uh, a, um, a 2.6 for Timey Wimey, so you know, right right in that range as well. Uh, 3.2 overall for Wibbly Wobbly, 2.6 overall for Timey Wimey. So middle of the road, consistently there. Not the lowest we've had by any stretch, even this season. Um, but I, you know, still, still solid Doctor Who. I think people are still uh, enjoying the episodes that, that we're talking about here. Like I said before, this series season rather just doesn't miss. So, and and I don't think it did this time either. Yeah, and um, it, we're going to continue with this season episode by episode. Um, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, next time, and something that we're working on behind the scenes. Look, we went through a regeneration. That means some things are the same, some things are a bit different. Uh, and the way we've tackled two parts before is that we would cover both parts in one giant episode and well time is a fickle thing it gets away from us for many reasons uh so in the interest of time we're actually going to split them up we're going to be doing episodes separately what i will say that will be the same is that we're going to wait to score the episodes as a whole the two partners still get one whole score to them but we're going to just cover each episode separately when we talk about it and discuss what's going on so with that in mind next week we're continuing down the line and we are doing doctor who season four episode four the Santaran stratagem uh which i will say introduced some aliens that i have a real fun time with um but we'll get to that next week here on the Way podcast so until then all on z For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.